Yo. Hey, John. How's it going? Everybody, welcome to Scrap Talk. Hey, man. What's up? Dude, Scrap Talk, the inaugural episode. This is awesome. I know, right? This is like our maiden voyage. Yeah, I'm stoked, man. How you been? I, I, you know, I've been having some woman problems, but, you know, aside from that, you know, I, I can't complain, you know? Hey, My fighters are winning the MMA and UFC, and that's what counts most. Oh, yeah, your guys, I remember we talked last night, and, um, <clears throat> sorry about your woman problems, by the way, but like, we <laughs> talked last night, and I remember we both agreed on some, and then we disagreed on a couple, so... You wanna you wanna jump right into the event last night? They had a Fight Island number three. Was it number two or number three last night? Oh man, like broadcast from Fight Island? I think that's like number five. That was the last no, one. No 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 no. It had to be the, the biggest one is number three. Number three? Are you sure? Hold on, let's take a look. It says okay. right here. Venue flash three. forum. Flash forum. Flash forum. Okay, so there was four. One, two, three, four. Yeah, so there was four. Four uh, four nights they fought. I'm looking at it right now online. Four nights they fought at the Flash Forum, which is uh, Abu Dhabi. That... So last night was number four? <clears throat> yep. Okay, okay, my bad. So, <clears throat> Fight Island number four. And um, there was some, there were a couple of fights where I just didn't know who either person was, so I didn't pay any attention. And then there were a couple that I, I totally paid attention to, and um, I have my thoughts. So what do you got? Is there anything that stood out to you about the fights last night? What do you think about uh, Alex Oliveira versus Peter Sabata? That was, um, Alex Oliveira is like the Muay Thai guy. And uh, yeah. he's like the guy that it's, kicked him in the nuts and poked him in the eyes. At <laughs> yeah, Oliveira is getting worse. Like he's he actually used to be pretty good. Um, and then I know he's got like personal issues too. Like I remember he got in trouble for like stealing a baby and riding off on a motorcycle or something. Whoa, 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 whoa! Like, what? Yeah, no, you can rewind it here. He actually stole someone's baby. Was he just doing it to be a clown, like trying to be funny, so, or is he so actually this see. baby is mine? Pull it up. Oh my gosh. Pull, okay, pull let's Google up. this. I'm telling you, you find it. This is great. This this will be great for the show. Pull it up. People <laughs> get to learn about their favorite MMA stars. <laughs> Alex Overia. This is real stuff. Okay. Uh. Oh, uh, steals baby. Let's see what comes up. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Camp denies reports an Oliveira sought an alleged assault. So they deny it, John. They denied those allegations. They're denying it, but yeah. Reportedly so. wanted for police for assault. So yeah. the police are definitely were after him. Uh, I yeah. guess I don't know if he cleared it up or what, but yeah, he they said he stole a baby at gunpoint and rode off on a motorcycle. Yeah, they're saying uh, Oliveira arrived drunk, wanting and quote wanting to ride a bike, his motorcycle with the baby. There we go. I told you. <laughs> wow, <laughs> cowboy. I guess his nickname, cowboy, then allegedly left with his son on a motorcycle with no helmets, leaving him with his sister before fleeing the scene. So, okay, so he, come on, uh, he didn't steal the baby. It was his baby, it was his motorcycle. <clears throat> Basically, what he said is he said, I wanna take my son for a ride on my bike, and so let him know what it feels like to ride daddy's bike with daddy, you know? That's a beautiful thing, John. I wish no, your father would have done that for you when you were a kid. You might turn out differently. Get away from my baby. Give me a damn baby. And he took the baby and rode off on a motorcycle. Like, that's messed up. Yeah, that's a little uh, brash and ballsy, I gotta say. But come on, man. Who are we to judge UFC fighters? Their testosterone levels are out of this world, man, with all the... The, the, the diuretics and, you know, I don't want to say steroids because they are tested, but, you know, come on, they're taking a lot of supplements. And so he's got, <laughs> he's got issues at home, which is probably why. I mean, that was a pretty boring fight as compared to some of his other fights, but he still won, didn't he? I, he won from what I remember. Yeah, 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 he did win. Yeah, I mean, so good for him. You know, he's still in the win column, but 
I think he needs to return to whatever he was doing before because he was a lot more exciting to watch, <clears throat> but a win's a win. So, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Now, one that I saw that I feel a certain way about was uh, Carla. Okay, so let's talk about the girls. Carla Esparza? Not yet, not yet. Okay. Hold on, I, Carla Esparza, we're going to talk about her. But um, <clears throat> Betch Correa and Panny Rodriguez. Did you see that fight? Mm. Oh, was that a preliminary fight? Yeah, boy. But oh yeah, so I watched is... it, but I didn't know any of their names, so I wasn't able to retain their names or anything. But... So, Betch Correa was... Uh, the last time I saw her do anything significant was back when Ronda Rousey was famous. And then um, Penny Rodriguez, I remember her a couple seasons ago on Ultimate Fighter, the show, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, she was coming up. I remember she was really cute, but she was also really good. Like, she's dangerous, and she's got a good good form and everything. <clears throat> so next thing you know, Betch Korea and Penny Rodriguez are fighting last night. Mm-hmm. And Betch Korea's in there looking, I don't know, she looked good, she looked built, but she didn't look firm, you know? She looked kind of loose, and Penny Rodriguez looked like a little brick wall. And Penny Rodriguez won. Like, the striking was... <coughs> was <clears throat> yeah, I think I remember part of that fight. Um, yeah, she Penny took her down once. There's, she has, definitely has levels to go. And Betch Korea never got any better. She Betch Korea achieved a certain level and plateaued. She's really not that great. She's good enough to be a gatekeeper for the girls now, I guess. But it really wasn't that good. Now, you know, congrats to Penny Rodriguez for winning because, you know, wins a win, she's coming up. But if I were her, I'd work on my wrestling and work on flowing with my striking a bit better because that's where Betch Korea was able (coughs) to land those at least couple of shots that she did. Well, she did take her down once, so I mean... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Penny Rodriguez didn't even need to get taken down, though. If she'd have been more aware and had her fight IQ been a little bit higher, Betch Korea would have got mowed over <laughs> fighting like that, you know? Well, I, I might have to play the devil's advocate, John, and say that if you get someone that's talented at taking people down, it's only a matter of time. I mean, if they're, if they're, if you get, like, Khabib on you, and Khabib's got one game plan, take you down and smash, smash! And, I mean, he's going to do it. It's only a matter of time. The question is, are you going to be able to get back up and do something else? Right, but if the person <clears throat> if the person that's attempting the takedown... Is Beth Correa? <laughs> is Beth Correa, then, you, I mean, you can see how effective that is. You yeah. Know I mean, and Beth Correa's been around <clears throat> for a while. You never know what somebody has left in their gas tank and how much they want to do this. But she didn't look like somebody with that fire to still try and go get the belt or still try to do something for real. She looked like somebody in there making a check, doing what she knows how to do. And that's what that's a lot of fighters are talking about right now, like especially the ones that are losing. They're like, well, I just wanted to go in there and make some money for my family in these turbulent times right. when no one else can. And you know, I'm grateful for that opportunity. There was a guy on the card that <laughs> fought 10 days ago. Like, there's a lot of people. Carla Esparza fought, like, what, a few, like a couple weeks ago, too. She fought Did Angela she? Hill and lost, but the judges said she won, so whatever. But she lost that fight. Let's talk about Carla Esparza. She lost last night, too, but the judges said she won. And the reason why is because the one thing Carla Esparza can do, she's a decent wrestler, and those takedowns matter. You know what I mean? But every Carla well, Esparza hold on. fight... You're saying that she lost, but if I'm looking at the actual fight statistics, okay, she got way outstriked on significant strikes. She got 33 out of 60. Uh, Marina Rodriguez got 40 out of 76. So out she lost that. She started, she started shooting takedowns out of desperation. But at every other strike. metric, she crushed uh, Marina on. She's got more total strikes by far. Um, like 20% more. She's got all the takedowns, five out of nine attempts. That's a good, that's good right there. Half your takedowns, 50% odds of taking someone down. That's good. And one submission attempt. 
that the, the judges are going to look at that and they're going to see that and they how can they not rule with Carla though when she's fighting like that? What was the what were the striking stats again? The significant strikes were 33 to 40. So she lost significant strikes. So obviously she was not the one doing the majority of the damage. So I can see why, you know, it'd be a little upsetting that she won the fight. But come on, this is UFC. Uh, How many takedowns? Five. Out of nine? Out of nine. <clears throat> More than 50%, man. That's like her bringing a coin and just flipping it. And whether that coin lands on heads determines whether you get taken down uh, or not. I mean, no, 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 no. If those stats, those stats are legit. Uh-huh. Nah, then she edged it. And Carla does have more wins than uh, well, Marina. Who cares? Wins don't matter, but... You're right. She, she, but the judges stats, will look at that, too. Yeah, if if you get... That's legit. She edged it. I give it to her. Yeah, and this is... I mean, let me talk about this for one second, man. <clears throat> this well, is something that... No, listen, listen, listen. Carla Sparza sucks, all right? <laughs> Yolanda and Jacek exposed her years ago when she, she had the belt because of Ultimate Fighter... And then the first person she had to fight was Joanna and Jacek, and she got beat up so bad she looked like an amateur. Okay, Joanna was beast she, back in the day. Starts like using her wrestling to get by. That's all she does. <laughs> and I mean, like when she fought Angela Hill, Angela Hill completely won that fight, and and it was just stupid. Okay, so she edged this fight last night. Good for her. I respect it. Fine, but she's still whack. Bro. She is right. whack, but I, I, I'm not saying she's by no means a fighter that I, you know, keep tabs on. I, I, I kind of think that a little over, but I, I will admit uh, this is the problem with the UFC, especially is their scoring system, the 10-9 each round system. <clears throat> it, it almost incentivizes uh, the judges to just randomly pick a close fight. Uh, uh, and choose, you know, they, they're on the spot. They have to pick someone to win the fight. They can't call it a tie because it's like there, there's never a tie. Even though fight after fight, we would say that's a tie. Like both fighters, uh, no one really took any damage. You know, kind of like kind of between Masvidal and Usman, like last week. All right, uh, Masvidal didn't take any damage. How did he get his ass beat by by Usman? You know, I mean, yeah, he couldn't control yeah. Usman. But Usman couldn't That's, do any damage yeah, to him. Usman dominated him the whole time. <clears throat> Just by holding him in the clinch and not letting him move. That's all oh, Usman no, yeah, did. No, don't get me wrong. There was a lot of there was a lot of lay and pray going on. Yeah, for sure. But if you're the champ and this guy's coming at you to take your belt and you know his whole game, and I mean Usman, I mean I'm sorry, Masvidal's fast and Masvidal knows how to box. Like it's not—he's not just a dude that can throw hands. Masvidal knows oh, how to he, box. Oh, he—he's probably the That's best it. boxer in the, in the in the UFC. Better than Conor McGregor by far. <laughs> a Conor, but like uh, Usman, <laughs> Usman knew like, okay, look, this guy's got this weapon. I have these weapons. I can't strike, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna do what I do best because he's not good at it. You know what I'm saying? When you when your belt's on the line, bro. <clears throat> Well, especially against a danger like Mosby Doll, man. You give that guy one inch, he'll take a mile over you. And how would that have looked? How would that have looked if Usman lost that belt that night to Mosby Doll? Oh, he would have been a chump. It would have been ridiculous, bro. Been like, yep. Ridiculous. That's why when Mosby Doll lost, nobody was really shook. It wasn't that big of a deal to anybody, even Mosby Doll. Well, that's because like, Masvidal like, made one of the do? biggest paydays in UFC history. I think they, they got, it was like 1.2 million uh, pay-per-views. Dude, yeah. That's what, I mean, all that money <laughs> takes the edge off a lot. You know? Because you go back to your hotel room and ice your wounds and think about all that money you just made for no reason. In <laughs> fact... Yeah. Just went and threw hands real quick and made a lot of lot of freaking cash, man. Let's see if we can find out exactly how much Masvidal won. Has that real number been released? I heard it was like 72-something, 700-something, I don't know. No, I saw the real numbers, but they, they didn't include the pay-per-view numbers. Because <laughs> um, he, he got it to be on a bonus. Okay, I think I got the page right here. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Kamaru Usman, the Nigerian nightmare, got the biggest uh, payday with $600,000 of guaranteed mm. 
plus 40,000 promotional bonus. Mm. Um, but that does not seem that much. 600,000, dude? 640. 640,000, but come on, man. We got, we apparently, like, you know, guys like John Jones and, uh, you know, Conor McGregor. The greatest UFC fighter ever are making you know like millions of dollars every uh, every time they fight. Did you really <laughs> just say that? <laughs> I, I had to take a t- quick jab at you there, John. Come on, man. We can jab a little bit too, right? <laughs> Conor McGregor is the most overrated individual on this planet. He is overrated, but he is <clears throat> he's good though. He, he, you can't say he sucks, but you can't say he's like definitely the greatest ever. He's not the goat, but he he's Conor he's good McGregor, enough to be a double champ. <laughs> I'm not gonna say Conor McGregor can't fight. What I'm saying is Conor McGregor is the star he is because they made him the star he is. They protected him. They put gimme fights in front of him. You're right. Every time, You're every right. Every time you've seen him get in front of somebody who's worth a damn, he lost. Yeah, like like uh, he couldn't do anything against. Uh, well, they they say that he won one round against. Um, yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> against yeah, Khabib, but that. he didn't. He didn't win any rounds. We all saw that fight. He was he got dominated the whole time. He almost got knocked out by Khabib. Khabib almost knocked him out, man, with that overhand right. Coming. He even outstruck him in a round. So <coughs> yeah. Ridiculous, and people just give him such props because he's a ticket seller. Well, because he's the first double champ, and you got to give him props for that. He's the first one. I mean, he'll I don't always have to give him props because they, they they guided him there. Did you see? They put Eddie Alvarez in front of him. Eddie Alvarez can't box. Did you see that fight? Eddie Alvarez was a champ, though. Eddie Alvarez was a champ, but things have changed. That's just like saying Ronda Rousey was a champ when she was standing in front of Holly Holm. Okay? That that was the dumbest fight I've ever seen. Eddie Alvarez looked like he was a beginner. And Conor McGregor is not that amazing. I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm talking (laughs) from a fighter's point of view. The man can fight. But he's not this. But John, let, let me just ask you this: Out of all the people that Cowboy Cerrone has fought, no one, no one has knocked him out in 20 seconds. But Conor McGregor. Let me tell you something. <coughs> okay, there's factors affecting this. First of all, you say things just to piss me off. <laughs> but for, but here's the deal. All right, <laughs> Donald Cerrone. Donald Cerrone. You never know who's gonna show up. You never know if it's Donald Cerrone who came to kick some ass or Donald Cerrone who's in his feelings about something or still thinking about that killer boat trip he went on the day before the fight or something. He is up and down, especially if you ever watch a fight between him and somebody that he knows or likes. He you're, usually loses. You're right. He's he's, he's a doorstep. That's all he is. Think about Conor he's a weeder for the fighters he, that can't he, fight. He lobbied for that fight. He tried to get that fight, and then he got the fight. And he acted like he was so bummed out. Cerrone scared of McGregor. Cerrone got in his head and got afraid of Conor McGregor. And I'm only saying that because I refuse to accuse the man of taking a dive. When I watched that fight, I had my thoughts. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That definitely ran across my mind first. Like, did we watch the very first UFC fight where the fighter took a dive? (laughs) You don't think it would be the first? Because Connor started jumping up, doing those shoulder strikes, and busted him in the nose, and then from there it went down. But it's like, I, I just I have a problem with the whole. But thing. how is a shoulder a guy, strike? He Taylor picked Cerrone for that fight. He did. The UFC gave him his pick of everything. He knew. So, but I honestly thought Cerrone might have a chance because Cerrone can wrestle. Like Cerrone can wrestle and submit, and I, Connor sucks at submission defense. So if but Cerrone, Cerrone's a company guy, Cerrone's being taken care of behind the scenes. Sean, I don't know how long you've been a fan fan, but do you remember when they were going to do a fighters union and it was Tim Kennedy and Cerrone and a couple other guys. <laughs> and then Dana got on the phone with those guys and all of a sudden that whole fighters union talk went away. I remember Back when um, uh, Randy Colter tried to uh, create a union back in the day, and he got basically blackballed out of the UFC. 
And Dana White still talks trash to him to this day. Cerrone's a company man. That's all I'm going to say. And it, 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 again, I'm not going to accuse the dude of taking a dive. But if he did, it kind of sounds that, like you he, are, though, a little bit, John. Yeah. <laughs> See, he either did that, which I don't want to believe, or he didn't show up that day. He got in his head, he scared of McGregor, and he let that dude catch him off guard. In case somebody focused on the fight, yeah, he got his nose busted with that shoulder. But let's be honest, that was a mild strike by UFC standards, you know? I'm sure it, would have, I'm sure it hurt like a <laughs> son of a bitch, but maybe he could have made an adjustment, maybe he couldn't have. From, from being a fighter, I know, standing in front of someone and going through that and your mind having to work that quickly, it's not the same as watching it, ever. But <clears throat> you never know which Cerrone's going to show up. And I think that night... He said it himself. Well, fight, he was like, I didn't want to be there. I don't know why, man. I just, I didn't want to be there. Let's be honest. Fighting. When was the so last time getting, Cerrone won? It's been a while. What'd you say? But it's been a while since Cerrone has been on a winning streak. You know, he's he's just been kind of losing fight after fight for yeah, a he's while. Up and down. <laughs> he's up and down with it. And that's the thing. He's like, I'm just going to fight till UFC tells me, you know, I'm done. And it's like, he's just going to end up getting brain damage or something. Making a bunch of money because he's got that kid now, but I'm hoping that they parked him. I'm hoping that they got behind him and said, "Look, you need to sit down. We'll come up with something for you. Sit down, heal up, figure yourself out, and then come back." Because Cerrone was looking bad out there, man, and he used to be the top of the line, man. Yeah, no, I agree, Cerrone, but then again, Cerrone's getting older too now, man. He's like, what, like 39 or something? What is Cerrone's age? I don't know, I don't know. We have the internet. We can, uh, we can look this up. <coughs> he's 37. I, I, I gave, gave him two extra years, but he's 37. But, um, but holy crap, he's six foot one? Conor McGregor yeah, is okay. like... He, 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 wow, Conor McGregor should not have been able to manhandle Cerrone. Because Cerrone is but, way do bigger. Do you understand me now? Do you, under, do you see what I mean? No, I, I, I feel the same way, man. It, it, there's definitely something shady that went on about that fight that we're not privy to. Like, maybe Cerrone had a really bad weight cut. And, um, <clears throat> I don't know, man. Maybe something, something happened that we don't know about that basically... Cerrone kind of threw the fight is the way I look at it. He, he I refuse to believe that's the best Cerrone could do against that kind of payday. You know what I mean? He couldn't even last 20 seconds yeah. against Conor McGregor. Really? 20 seconds, Cerrone? Really? <laughs> it's embarrassing. It really is embarrassing. But And then, so, okay, you got the co-main, which was uh, Verdun and Gustafson last night. That was Gustafson, Gustafson's heavyweight debut. Remember, he retired. Yeah, Gustafson, uh, he was looking like he was carrying way too much weight. Like, he had a lot of pooch around his belly. It wasn't muscle mass he gained. He gained fat. Yeah, he just got bigger. And, I mean, (laughs) I get it. He still wanted to fight, so he came back and tried something new. And he's probably going to stick with it because he didn't seem upset. Like, when he lost to Anthony, uh, Anthony Smith a few months back and he retired in the ring, like, he was upset, you know what I mean? And he was like, oh, I'm done, I don't feel it anymore. And then he comes back at heavyweight, and he loses to Verdun pretty quickly by armbar. And like Oh, my God, said, that was another, like, 20-second fight. Yeah. Like, I actually missed the fight. I just went to go and grab a drink, and by the time I'd gotten back, I just kind of came back in time to see him tap. I was like, you got to be kidding me. You don't be on the <laughs> ground with Verdun. Like, you don't want to do that. <laughs> The man's arm is taller than my whole body. Like, you, you don't want to... It was just a bad way to be. And so then he goes for the one submission attempt. Gustafson shakes it off. And then Verdun catches him with the arm bar. But it's like, Gustafson needs to stay at that weight and just feel it out. That was his first time. You know, he does his debut at that weight class. He did that. He fought Verdun, of all people. Yeah, Verdun is a former heavyweight champ. I mean, he's he's got tons of talent. 
even though he's past his best days, he's still on the slow but ride he's out. Winding down. I mean, he's coming off a two-year suspension, but even still, <coughs> he's still winding down. And the thing about Gustafson is, you know, sad but true, he lost pretty quickly, but that means he didn't take any damage. Get back in the gym. Get right back in the gym. If you keep feeling it out, understand your new weight class. Yeah, but who's gonna want to fight him now? I mean, they're just gonna see. Everyone's gonna see him as like, uh, I guess, an easy win. I guess someone's gonna want an easy win. Let them think I'm an easy win, and then get smoked because I went right back to work after this fight. You know? <laughs> Let them think I'm an easy win. Like, keep bringing them on. Let them think I'm an easy win. Let's get paid. That's how I would feel. I feel like there's been a push in the UFC lately where you got a lot of guys who used to be competent wrestlers who now see themselves exclusively as strikers. And when they get, you know, against a good wrestler, you know, they 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 freeze up, they lock up, and they, they can't handle it. They get overwhelmed. <laughs> I get sick of seeing guys do that. Yoel Romero does that. Yoel Romero is one of the best wrestlers in the UFC. Has he ever wrestled? You've never seen him use his wrestle. Never. He just wants to strike with you. That's it. and it makes no sense to me, man. And then another thing he does is he turns on at the very end of the fight. That's when he'll start striking and letting everything fly. And that's when it doesn't matter. And it's upsetting. But um, that's not what we're doing. I'm sorry about that. Um, (laughs) the The other fight, let's talk about the main event. Um... Darren Robert Till. Whitaker versus Darren Till. Darren Till and Robert, Whit- <coughs> Robert Whitaker. Man, oh man. Now, the last time we saw Robert Whitaker... That was a good fight. That was a solid Israel fight. Adesanya. He didn't look good, but we all knew he was sick going into that fight. Like, yeah, he's he recovering from a hernia or something, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, he hadn't been in shape for a while. So, um, And I, I think Adesanya looked good, but Adesanya is another guy that's overrated. He deserves respect, but nobody, they haven't put anybody real in front of him yet. They need to put somebody real well, in front of him. Well, what do you think about Paulo Costa going at it with Adesanya? Paulo Costa's not that big, not that good of a fighter. He's just a big bitch. He can hit hard, though. He's got he's good a cardio. Big, power, powerful dude, but Adesanya is so technical, he's going to buzz around him like a little mosquito. It's going to be right. a bloodbath, man. Like, I think Asanya will definitely win that fight. I mean, he, he's definitely a striker, one of the best strikers. The only way Adesanya gets knocked out is if he gets taken down and takes damage on the ground, if he gets beat up in the clinch somehow, or if somehow Costa can catch him. Because Costa has, like, a, a, a freight train in his arm. Like, he's crazy powerful. <laughs> has anyone... Has any wrestler really tried to to uh, take down Asanyana? I mean, Adesanya, Sean. Adesanya. He's got a funny name, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I know. I know. Like his last, uh, the fight before his last, uh, before he fought Whitaker, the guy he fought kept trying to take him down. I want to say three times, and that fight got over pretty quickly. I remember he. Uh, he hit him with a good uppercut every time. Uh, he, he's trying to get take down. So it, it's funny, Asanyana. He. He's got great wrestling defense, but I don't. I, I think if you get someone who's really good, they're really gonna ground and pound him, and he's not gonna be able to do anything about it. Well, I think that um, <clears throat> we haven't seen him have to really fight or protect himself that long on the ground. So if Costa gets him to the ground, then who knows what could happen? But again, we're sidetracking. I don't want to take away from yeah. Till and Whitaker because yeah, that yeah, was a yeah. good fight. That was a really good fight. Like they they were doing feints and head movements and throwing bombs until the very end, until the the bell in the third round. It was just like they fought like the first round, first starting, all the way to the was, very end. It, it was five rounds. <laughs> oh, five rounds. My bad. I forgot. Yeah, because it was a. Uh, I'm sorry. I was. I I, I might have smoked a little bit too much uh, during that time. <laughs> Apologies if my memory is uh, a little faulty, but both yeah. Guys, both guys said afterwards that it was a chess match because yeah, like you just said, they they both understood each other's style, and they were both just trying to throw each other off without getting thrown off. You know, I have I mean? never seen so many head kicks let fly before in a match. It was yeah. like every round, it was like th- at least three head kicks they went fly, 
and, and they they dodged almost every single one of them. But I mean, wow, you know they were going for the knockout. I thought the first round, <laughs> um, they both both of them, but Robert Whitaker especially, needed to calm down and settle in. Like Whitaker looked real sloppy, real like all over the place. Yeah, he did lose that first so, round, but it wasn't by much. I don't like the way that Till says he's one of the best strikers in the UFC because he's not. Like, he's got a crazy left hand, and he does have, like, even Masvidal talks about it, how he's very he's very equally conditioned with both hands. You know what I mean? You can see that, and I, I see what he's talking about. But he's just setting up the left. Till's always setting up the left. He's not that technical. And the one thing that happened last night, I want to make sure I mention this, because I was watching with somebody and I said it. I was like, ooh, he's going to need surgery for that. I, I see it. Robert Whitaker blew Darren Till's knee out halfway through the fight. He oblique stomped him, like knee stomped him, you know? Really? And blew his knee <laughs> apart, and he's, he had a blown knee for the rest of the fight. And I saw his knee was things. swollen up and, uh, and yeah. disfigured a little bit, but I didn't know that it was blown. Till did that to Stephen Thompson. Oh, yeah. And Stephen Thompson was like, yo, those should be illegal. And Hill was like, no, they shouldn't be illegal. And now he's and got it done like, yeah, to him. Yeah, probably be illegal. <laughs> did, did, he really, did he really blow his knee out? Let me see. Yeah. Yeah, that's the truth. Injury. <clears throat> hmm. Oh, my God. Yep. Expects to have surgery after injuring knee against Robert Whitaker. Uh, which means wow. he's going to be gone for at least a year. Does it take that long to heal? Because I hear they got new ways that they can uh, perform that surgery that heal up much faster now. Okay, so then you got six months. <laughs> At least six months. At least six months. Dude, I'm going to say a year. I could be wrong, but I'm going to call it on a year. But that's, I mean, the fact that he kept going, you know, through the whole fight, five rounds. That was his first five-round fight. Well, here's what I'm wondering. <laughs> Is there any rule against taking painkillers when you go into a UFC fight? Yes. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> I want to Google this, man. I want to Google this. <laughs> yeah, Google it. Go Google it, Sean. Google it right now, and then you tell me what you find. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, yep. Pain medication prohibited versus pro permitted. Yeah. Well, it, here's what I understand. If you blow someone's knee out, that's very painful, especially when you're fighting and jumping back and forth on his knee like Darren Hill was all night long for five fucking rounds. Yeah, so how is he How is he not, How is he not? You know, uh, letting that, that, that injury you know, affect him a lot more? Because these dudes are warriors. <laughs> they're going to have useless bodies later in life, but they're warriors right now, and good for, I mean, respect to him. For powering through that, you know? Oh, wait a second. No, they can take, uh, they can take, uh, painkillers. They just can't take all of them. What? They, they have, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're permitted, they're permitted, and then they're prohibited in competition. The ones that are prohibited in competition are methadone, phenytol, buribirifrin, morphine, Oxycodone, oxymorphone. Uh, yeah, good shit. <clears throat> no, no, but they can um, they can take a well, I guess naproxone. I think that's not too bad. Yeah, Tylenol. That's not so good. Narco. Naproxen. Vicodin. They can take Vicodin in combat in uh, in competition. Vicodin's not that bad, John. Vicodin will uh, dull that pain a little bit. <clears throat> Vicodin will make you queasy though. Well, you know, there's other ones too, but uh, they do have they do have ones that you can take. Well, all I'm saying is he didn't have any last night, and he got his knee blown out. And Whitaker fought a really they both were fighting smart, but Whitaker fought <laughs> a very smart fight, and I think that's why though that on top of the takedowns. I, and I mean, I told you, I told you before that fight, Whitaker's fight IQ was just higher. I think he. It is. He's a champion. He's got a lot more experience. Yeah, it carried him up to that level, and he showed that that extra level above Darren Till. 
Darren Till's no joke. I don't want to take anything away from Darren Till. He is the man, but he's still got a lot to learn. Yeah, he's but he's been losing a lot of his fights lately, though. How big of a man can he be? I mean, I recognize he's a good fighter, but he's obviously not better than the people he's fighting because he's been losing fight after fight. Yeah, division he after division. He needs to fight Mike Perry, and then the loser gets the hell out of here forever. That would be really cool, because I, I really could do without either of them. But <laughs> he fought last yeah. night. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you know Mike Perry punched out, like, two people at a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I have the footage. We covered it on a different show. But, um, uh, yeah, I saw. <laughs> so here's Mike what I Perry, think. Mike Perry is cancer. He doesn't win any fights except for the gimmies. Who did he just beat? Mickey Gall. Yeah. Who's Mickey Gall beat? Mickey Gall beat CM Punk. Oh, my goodness. All right. All right, so Darren Till and Mike Perry need to fight, and the loser needs to quit the UFC forever. That would yeah. be dope. At least get rid of one of them. <laughs> yeah. So here's you know, what... you know what? No matter who wins, Mike Perry leaves the UFC forever. <laughs> like, it's, even if he wins, he's just out of here. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just like a thug. Um, he's just trying to be like a hood rat, run around the UFC, and it's like... I don't care about any of that, but he needs to learn how to fight for real. What kind of fighter does that kind of bullshit that he does and still is like a legit, like looked at as legitimate martial artist? Well, because he doesn't quit. Like UFC. I mean, look when they rearranged his face with that knee to his nose. And, like, that was literally probably the worst broken nose I've ever seen, like, in, in, in UFC or any MMA. Like, it was... His nose was over beyond his eye. It was so bad. But he wouldn't quit. He wouldn't quit. And, um, yeah, that's, that's Mike Perry. You can't pit him down with, with pain, you know? You have to knock him out, and he's not an easy guy to knock out. There's not many people who have been able to do that. <clears throat> he's also not an easy guy to win fights. Like, he sucks. But um, Yeah. But, yeah, Robert Whitaker was saying that now he's just thinking about going home and being with his family, blah, blah, blah. That's what everybody says. But you got to look at it. Israel Adesanya has Paulo Costa coming up next for him. Okay? So the winner of that, Robert Whitaker, before this fight, said he wants the winner of that. Okay? Now, I feel like... I feel like Robert Whitaker needs to beat someone before he gets a title fought, a shot uh, again. I know he was a champ. But come on, Israel smoked him. I mean, I, I feel like... Who's he supposed to beat? Paulo Costa's <coughs> fighting Israel Adesanya. He just beat Ro or Darren Till. He's next in line. <sighs> He's next in line, legit. Fair and square. Let me take a look here. Yeah, look it up. I just want to see um, <clears throat> who the top 10 are in the middleweight right now. Check it out, man. Rankings, UFC, middleweight. Here we go. We'll see. What do we got? Featherweight, middleweight. <clears throat> uh, Jarrett Canier, Yoel Romero. I'd like to see that fight. No, they've already fought too many times. Yeah, You're right. Fighting somebody else there is nobody for him to fight. You're right, except for Jarrett Canier. That's it. Cannoneer's booked in a couple weeks, and he's ranked lower, so why would he do that? You're right. You're right. So, <clears throat> yeah, okay, under the circumstances of the uh, the middleweight, yeah, that probably, that, that fight does make the most yeah. sense. But you know and that Israel... Is, though, it'd be a bigger ticket seller than Whitaker versus Costa, because, number one, Whitaker smoked Costa all day. And number two, I think people want to see that rematch with a 100% Robert Whitaker against a 100% Israel Adesanya. That would be a better striking display than what we saw last night, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but, I, I, honestly, I feel like Israel has just got Whitaker's number. I feel like there's nothing Whitaker can do to, to make up for the huge difference of striking potential that Israel has. And I don't think Whitaker's a good enough wrestler to, to, to force Israel to the ground and make him change his, his game plan of fighting. I just don't see that fight going any differently. Maybe Whitaker might last an extra round or two, but... <coughs> hey, hey, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? You know who you sound like? You sound like a fan. 
You sound like an Israelite on your fans. Hey, okay? he's got you know, he deserves some fans, all right, with what he's done. Whitaker is a crazy striker. You don't even know what you're talking about. He wasn't hundred percent last time. Adesanya is a very good striker as well, but he fought like a, a maybe a maybe fifty percent Robert Whitaker. Okay? You need to stop fanboying out. And, and and think about this from a legitimate point of view. Are, are we are we gonna wager on this? Are we gonna wager on this, John? <laughs> we got he's got to get past Costa first. Now I I think we both agree that he's gonna beat Costa. I um. Uh... Oh come on, man! <laughs> I think that fight could go one of two ways. I think yeah, that yes, what, Israel does have like, the advantage. Which way yes. Do you think Israel Adesanya will win? One of two ways. Okay, which way? I think it's gonna go to uh, to I think it, yeah, it's gonna go to judges' call. And the problem is with judges calling stuff is you never know. It, it I mean he is a champion, so they'll probably side with him if it goes the distance. But <clears throat> I don't know, man. I, I, that's a dangerous fight, you know? Paulo Costa has got a lot of power. He could knock out Israel. He's, Israel's a frail guy. He's a tiny little guy, you know? One good punch on the button, and he's been knocked out before. Same can be said for anybody, <laughs> and he's got better movement than Costa. He does. Costa had to cut down, but he's still carrying a whole lot of mass. And he doesn't have the technical striking prowess that Adesanya does. The only reason I think Robert Whitaker would be a better match is because Robert Whitaker does have striking prowess. Now Costa's big and he can fight. But he's I am more of a barbarian. He's not technical. I am more interested in this uh, Paulo Costa fight with Israel than I am uh, a Whitaker rematch. I mean, I I think Paulo is going to do way better than Robert Whitaker did. I really do. I disagree, but I guess we'll see. <laughs> Now you you think it's gonna to go to decision? You know it's a tough fight to call, man. Cause you got you got two good strikers. One of them's a powerhouse. I mean, it, I think they're gonna play it defensively. I think that's how it's gonna go. They're gonna play it very defensively until they wear each other out, and they're not gonna have the knockout power anymore. And then it's just gonna go to decision. It's gonna come down to, yeah, it's gonna come down to the gas tank because as much as he talks and he can strike. Did you see Adesanya and Romero? Oh my gosh, that was a joke of a fight. Romero just sat there and didn't even do anything. And so did Adesanya because he was scared. He was scared. <laughs> but he tried. He at least did some leg kicks. He at least did something besides just stand in the middle of the arena with his hands yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> the thing is, though, he stayed outside because he knew that if he came in too close, he was going to get bombed on. And that's the thing. Adesanya can't fight. He's dope. He's, he's dope. But... He knows he can get caught, and he knows that power is something that he doesn't have a ton of. He's accurate. He's a laser beam, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think that Costa's going to catch him. Can anybody get caught? Of course. Anybody can get caught. Yeah, it's possible. Get put down. But the odds are the odds. <laughs> I think Costa needs to be working on ways to get inside and catch him and keep him up against the cage and wear him out. Or get him down on the ground and freaking pound him until you know it's over with. Because otherwise, he's yeah, that's true. The part Israel's not gonna not gonna go toe to toe with Costa. He's gonna get in, hit him, and get out. That's the way he's gonna do it. He's he's just gonna dance around like a butterfly, like Muhammad he's Ali style. Him up. <laughs> and that's that's what I'm saying. That's why I feel like Costa's going to lose is because as long as Israel Adesanya has keeps up his energy to keep doing that for five rounds then Costa's going to get worn down round by round because he's not going to be able to catch him. He's not going to be able to match the angles and the speed the whole time. I just don't see that happening. Now, You're right. Happen, sure, but I don't <clears throat> think so. We should talk about some other fights, though, seeing how that fight is months away. And we got okay. plenty of time to uh, Theory Warrior that one, <laughs> if you know what Let's I mean. Uh, what about uh, the uh, the old man versus the older man? <laughs> Are you talking about Shogun and Nogueira? Yeah. I got nothing but respect for Nogueira, man. That guy was a beast back in his heyday. And Shogun, too. Guys, but there comes a time 
when you need to get your old ass somewhere and sit down. This, that, that fighting is not a joke. Fighting sucks. Fighting hurts. And when you're old and your body, even though they're, they're well conditioned because they never stop. They never stop training and all. I get it. But I'm really hoping that both of those guys get somewhere and just chill. You know, they both got a nice little paycheck out of this. They need to both go chill out, man. They I did. Hate guys take but it my, my problem is if you look after the end of the fight, like uh, Nogueira didn't look hurt at all. Shogun. Uh, he had like a broken nose, a busted eye, like blood all over. Dude, he 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 got messed up, but he won the fight because he got the uh, <clears throat> the the dominant control. Yep. You know, with the the ground ground and pound. You know, and which yep. is odd against Nogueira because that's Nogueira's specialty is is on the ground. But um, oh man, th- this is my beef with the the UFC. This is a point I've been trying to make. Um. <clears throat> They need to redo how they do uh, the judges' decisions. They need yeah, better judges and better refs. They need not not better. They need to redo the entire system. Where if it's close, it, they need to have it as a draw. They need to straight up say, you know what, we fought. It was too close to decide. It's a draw. We're gonna have to run it back. If we care, we're gonna have to run it back, and, and make the arena, uh, make the small arena like they have at the UFC Apex. That's one that's twenty five percent smaller. They, they have so many more knockouts on that arena because there's not uh, anywhere for you to hide. It's harder for you to keep distance away from someone as they're throwing bombs. You know what I mean? And that's what produces more knockouts is when you don't have those paths to run away as fast as you can while people start unloading on you. <clears throat> and I think I think the, the ring is too big. They need to make it smaller so we have a smaller knockout, but they need to allow for the possibility of ties. Because there's way too many fights that are just way too close. That you know, you can say it could go this way or that way. It's whose whose colors are they wearing on their shorts? Do you like better? That's what it comes down to. Wow, you know, he's got green and green's my color. So by golly, that's the guy I'm voting for. I feel like, I mean, I feel like the judges panel should consist of older fighters, you know, or retired fighters, or retired officials. That know the sport and have done the sport. That's it. Even close. And they should have to post. They should post their rounds, their scorecards up in between every round. It should be on display on a screen somewhere so your fighter can see, oh shit, I thought I won that round, but the judges said I lost it. Well, now I know. People have talked about that, but then the argument is, well, that would change the way that people fight. That's the point. To let them know when they're losing. It's handbag or like, you know, I don't know. I'm not really sure, but... Hey, if if they can, if if they've won four out of five rounds and this fifth round they want to take off and not get knocked out and they know that the game's over as long as they don't get knocked out, I'm all for it. They won the first four rounds. So what if they sandbag the fifth round? They've already proven they won the fight. And that's legit. That's legit. I'm just saying there's people that feel the opposite. So, like, that's the big argument right now. But there's too many people that their judges, or not their judges, their their corner, their cornermen are telling them, oh, you did such a great round, that round. You did amazing. You stuck to the game plan. You That was totally your round. When the judges said they lost, and they don't know any better. And so their corner right. just keeps trying to give them positive feedback to get their hopes up. You know, honestly thinking that they've won the fight, and then it's a blowout, and they lose, and it's like, well, what could have changed? Well, I would have fought harder. I would have fought, you know, for you know, to win had I known I had to have, but they didn't you know. You always have to, though. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Yeah, you have to. That's a given. There should there should never be a moment in the fight where you feel like you've done enough until it's over. You shouldn't be sandbagging in a fight, no matter what's going on. Yeah, but you should you should also know when you're winning the fight and when you're you think you're winning, but you're not. You know what I mean? No, you should be aware of when you're losing and when you're winning. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you should be aware of when you're losing, but you should always be trying to win. You know what I mean? You should always be fighting your hardest. You should absolutely. <laughs> Um, and I totally see why, you know, if someone three rounds, if they win two rounds, the third round, they're just going to go in defensive mode like a turtle. 
And, you know... I've heard coaches say that, like, going into the last round, and they know their fighter has dominated, and they'll tell them, hey, stay safe. You know what I mean? Go in there and stay safe, because they feel like they've got this round. I, I get that, but at the same time, stay safe. But if you see the finish, you take the finish. You try to finish this fight. You try to win this fight. Don't go in there and run. Don't go in there and, and, and just, like, you know, sandbag. That's not the way to go, man. You know, I think they should do it. I think they should have even rounds. They should have, like, uh, I don't know, two rounds, maybe, for, uh, for uh, you know, other fighters, for fighters that aren't championship rounds or whatever. But the rounds should be longer. And the, the final round should be worth twice as much. So it still counts as three rounds in the end. <clears throat> but the difference is, <clears throat> if I win the first round, okay, good on me. But if I win the final round, the last round, that means that when this, this fight ended, I was winning. I was winning this fight when it ended. That should count for more than the guy who won the first 30 seconds of the fight. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I don't know, man. You're talking about that. That would be like really redoing the whole yes. system. I so. want them to tear it all down and start it over <laughs> again from scratch. I know that you know they they stole a lot from boxing and John McCarthy. Big John McCarthy had a lot to do with the scoring system and everything. But <clears throat> I you think they can do better. There's a lot of there's a lot of hands and pockets about this though. There's there's not going to change anytime soon because there's a lot of people eating off this man. Yeah, I mean, I hear you, I hear you, but all I can say is they can do better, and they need to do better, because I, I am a lifetime UFC fan, you know, I went to the very first UFC in Denver, Colorado in like 1993, I know, I know. <laughs> I'll never let that go from you, ever, John, <laughs> but... My point is, I, there have been so many fights that I get frustrated watching because I'm like, like, come on, Max Holloway, perfect example. Can we oh talk God, about Max Holloway twice in a row? Yeah, twice? <clears throat> I don't get it. I really don't get that. Like, they straight up robbed him. Yeah, he, uh, he did more than enough to prove to me, and, and I think the judges... It was a close fight. It was a close fight, but it was, it was easy obvious. to pick. Yeah, it was easy to pick Max Holloway as the winner. It was like it was easy. I don't know what. Shout out to Max Holloway because yeah, he got robbed. I, I, I love that guy. He deserved the win, man. And he was a good sport about it. I would have raised hell. He's always <laughs> a good sport. He's Max Holloway. You know, it is what it is. Destroyed. Blessed life. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, man, yo, what else you got, or should we call it right here? Well, let's talk about the uh, the next UFC coming up uh, this uh, weekend. <laughs> uh, yep, <clears throat> UFC fight Bronson versus Shibayazan. So wait, that's that's the main event. That is the main event. The number nine ranked guy versus the number eight ranked guy. Derek Bronson versus uh, Shibayaza. Yep. Derek is number eight guy, and Edmund is the number nine guy. When is Derek Brunson's last win, and who was it against? Can you pull that up? Let's see here. I certainly can if you give me just one second. Because Derek Brunson, well, let me just get this information first. Let's see here. Okay. In 2019, he beat uh, Ian uh, Hishish, Hish, and he beat Ellis Theodore. In 2018, he beat... Or no, my bad, my bad, my bad. My bad. Yeah, No, no, he beat both those. Yeah, in 2018, he beat... Whoa. No, he lost. Israel Asaniana. He lost. He lost a lot. Derek Johnson <laughs> is straight up butt cheeks, okay? The guy, he's an athletic guy. He's, I mean, you know, he's in the UFC. He's in the top 10 still. But he's working his way out of the top 10. I don't got nothing against him personally. But I'm not excited to see him fight, you know? I'm going to watch because I watch everything. I'm a fight <laughs> fan, so I'm going to watch. I don't even know who the Shabazian guy is. 
The co-main event is uh, <laughs> the women's flyweight, uh, Joanne Calderwood versus Jennifer oh. Maya. Jojo Calderwood, yeah! Bad mofo Jojo. I love her. She doesn't <laughs> win a lot either. But she's a delightful girl, and I like to watch her fight. She's a scrapper. Who's the girl she's fighting? Jennifer, Jennifer Maya. Maya. Never heard of her. Um, she's 17 and 6. She's what? 17 and 6. And what's Calderwood's record? <clears throat> 14 and 4. That's not that's not that far off. That's not bad. No, no, they're both they both look like they're kind of struggling. But JoJo yeah. is a little bit older. She's 34. She's a little bit taller though. She got a longer reach. That's uh that's not too bad. Anyways, how old is Maya? <clears throat> uh, 31. Listen, but speaking of the girls, I don't want this podcast to end without mentioning Amanda Ebus, dude. The girl that beat Paige Van Zant last night. Or not last night, last week, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, last week. Oh, oh Amanda Ibes, she's going to destroy that division. She's coming. Those girls need to be on notice. She is just dangerous. And she's like the cutest, most delightful little girl to be around, too. It's cool. Amanda Ibes is uh, my pick for future champion contender, if not champion. Amanda Ribas. I don't see her for the last event. Was she uh, on uh, the fight night before, maybe? She's who Paige Van Zandt just lost to. So I guess I remember Paige, Paige Van, Van Zandt. Yeah, but I don't remember Amanda. I probably am bad like that. I'm looking. Oh yeah, that's that's my girl, <coughs> Talia Santos. Oh my God, Talia Santos. Ooh. She's 16 and one, son. She's a woman flyweight. She fought like uh, last week <clears throat> against Molly McCann, and she just totally wiped the floor with her. Like she wiped the floor with her boxing. She wiped the floor with her uh, ground and pound. Like she just looked unstoppable, man. I did not see that fight. <clears throat> it looked almost to me like it. Her muscle tone was so strong and perfect. Talia Santos was that it looked to me almost like she might even be on the juice, John. She might even gotten away with the juice. Oh. <clears throat> but she she looked that dominant, and uh, I went back and looked at some of her other fights, and she's every fight, every fight, she's just dominant, like uh, Amanda Nunes, just like just crushing people's souls as you put them in front of her, like it's nothing. <clears throat> I think she's a dark horse, son. She is the dark horse of the women's flyweight division, and uh, she is going to be a big name, I believe. Okay, Talia Santos and Amanda Ribas. So those are our picks for future champion girls, I guess. <laughs> what uh, what uh, division is Amanda um, Ribas in? I can't remember. Whichever one Paige Van Zandt is in. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll be honest, John. When I watch the girlies fight, I get distracted. All right? Oh, I'm a on, weak don't man. Do this. Don't do, no, you're going to make yourself look bad right now. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Excuse me. All I say is I'm a weak man when I see a girl who don't knows how to don't fight <coughs> getting don't. wrestling, you know, just wrestling with someone, just, you know, grinding, just rubbing her body all over you, you know, and, and just... Send all hate mail to <coughs> Sean Kinney. <coughs> email address. That's the way I see it, man. So, yeah. I'll try and remember, uh, you know, the girls' names more, though. But, uh... <coughs> Yep, it's unfortunate. Next week is not going to be the greatest fight night. Uh, after that, though, I think we're in the clear. It's going to be uh, a lot better. UFC 252 is coming up and the, uh, the week after that. And I think we can all agree that is going to be one of the most amazing fight but, nights ever. But, but <laughs> fights are fights. Now, next week, I'm still going to watch, and I hope everybody watches, because that's where the sleeper fights are. These guys are way hungrier because they know that they're on this weak-ass card. <laughs> they know that nobody knows their name, and they're trying to make a name for themselves. We're probably going to see some knockouts next week. There is not one person next week that I even, that I even know their name. Not one person. Derek Johnson and the girls are the only ones I know on the card. Yeah. That's really yeah, no, I mean, I've heard of them. I've seen the fight before, but you know, it was very unmemorable. But, um... Yeah, no, I, 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 I hear you totally, man. 
Um, I'm going to watch, though. I, I watch even the prelims. I watch all the prelims, too, because, you mm. know, I enjoy I enjoy the, the, the fight day. Try and make a big deal of it, man. You know, get some beer, yeah. cook some food, invite some people over, you know? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Dude, I love fight weeks. I do. Are you still quarantined, or do you invite people over for the uh, fight nights? No, I have, like, like one friend, my co-host, Joey, for my co-host on my uh, on the other podcast, he comes over and like we hang out, but he's never really come over to watch fights since quarantine started. Oh man! It's usually it's usually just me and the chick, or just me. Yeah, and I hear you. And, and to me, it's better when you have more people around for the the fight days. I used to love watching fights with my team, like my fight team. Yeah. I used to love going to events or having events at the house. Just hanging out with a bunch of fighters, watching fights, and talking about fighting. That was the best, man. Yeah, I, I agree, man. That's some of the best guy fun you can have. Well, hopefully uh, we'll get back to those girl days fun soon. Too. Girl <laughs> fun, too, ladies. Girl fun, too. Yeah, I, I met a couple girls that liked watching UFC fights. Not many, though. Most girls aren't into it. Meh. You haven't met them all. I mean, I feel you, though. Like, I've had girls around where it's like, you know, they were very interested and they got to like it after they understood it. Then I've had some that were just like, this is stupid boy stuff. I don't want to see this. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. But, yo, man, this is a... Uh, <clears throat> I'd say this was pretty dope for the first time, man. This was awesome. Yep, yep. I think uh, we will uh, call it. And uh, thank you to all of you uh, viewers who are listening at home. Um, tune in next week or uh, whenever our next broadcast is going to be. Well, uh, depends on whether there's any content to go over or not. <laughs> tune in whenever we feel like it. Um, I don't even think we're going to need to recap next week, but we'll see. Yeah, there's not a whole lot going on next week, unfortunately. All right, well, Sean, this was awesome, man. You be safe. I'll see you guys soon. Good night, all.